For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. It's the day before. The day before. Mm-hmm. And we got a whole new vibe. Look at you. I can see you, bro. I can see you. I'm, yeah, that's, that's it. Everybody else gets to see your pretty mugs. <laughs> this yeah, is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, Can we call this a simulcast, ED? I guess so, right? We got the audio thing yeah, going. We got there the, it is. We got the video thing going. We're now available on YouTube. For those of you uh, who haven't heard, this is our debut YouTube episode. So uh, you can now see us. You can all you can also hear us. Don't fret if you're one of those audio only people. Uh, we're still located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, so go ahead, hit that like button, hit that follow button. If there's a follow button, uh, continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, as always, we want to let you know that we are presented by the fine folks over at Bet Online. Of course, look, baseball Dodger game went up last night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure some folks in debate don't want to hear that, but uh, uh, Dodger, game, Dodger game went up last night. Um, we'll enjoy beating them. Yeah, MLB postseason is here. You got hockey preseason going on. You got basketball preseason going on. Of course, college and fo- college football, NFL football underway. And so our friends over at Bet Online have a brand new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. And he is at, see, put it right there for you people, at Eric Davis underscore underscore underscore. I just wanted to show that it's not as bad as you make it seem. You try to make it seem like like I, I wrote this endless line afterwards. Well, are you sure those are four underscores? I am, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we got Niners and Cardinals. Niners 2-2. Two and two. Cardinals are the last remaining undefeated team in mm-hmm. The National Football League. So uh, back-to-back division games for the Niners here. They're going to have to uh, take on that bird that you you always say is so cursed, Ed. Before you we on your head? before we jump into that, though, it looks like Trey Lance may be getting the start. But I, I want to pick up on something we talked about in the pod after the pod, okay. and in a sense of. Uh, you made this great analogy during the pod. You talked about how uh, you, you gave the Peyton, Peyton Manning analogy and how, you know, Marcia Broda at the time said, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if 
they're mm-hmm. F, basically, right? If anybody else besides Peyton, you know, is taking those those snaps, I wanted, those I wanted to see you say that. I was going to see how you were going to get through that. <laughs> well, I can we? I don't know. Can we curse on YouTube? I don't even know if we can curse on I, YouTube. I, I don't. I don't know. You know, I'm not a big cursor anyway. I just yeah. had to use it. I had to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And neither of us are. So, so, so that's that. Uh, but so I think there's people are kind of up in arms about this because now it's like. Well, Trey hasn't been getting the reps, right, in practice, mm-hmm. which is kind of mind-boggling to me because it's, oh, he's the guy, he's the guy, he's the guy. Well, if he's the guy, then now it's Kyle's fault that he's not ready. If that make, if that, and that's not making very much sense to me, right? Because if he's the guy, then he should be the guy, and he should be, he should be able, he should be ready to go in there. Yeah. Now, the other part of that is, um. Which you which you talked about in terms of of paid Manning, and I think there's another level to this. We're gonna see Sunday, but we talked to Trey's college coach, and his recommendation to us, which I'm sure he probably told the Niners if he shared that information with us, right? Yeah. Is yeah. he shouldn't play this year. And That's so all it. we yeah. may have an opportunity where Trey is forced to play, you know, on Sunday. But it appears he's not ready, and that—that's the—that—that's that, what it, it boils down to. So if he's not ready, and you know that Jimmy is has been in and out of the lineup the last couple of years, yeah. it's incumbent on you as a front office to make sure you have a backup quarterback, and that backup, okay, is not Trey Lance. Okay, I, I see where you're going. You're, yeah, you are talking about our conversation we had on the pod after the pod. Yeah, so. That's the thing. It goes back to what I was saying about Kyle. I said, I don't question his coaching. A lot of people question his coaching. I don't question his coaching. I don't question his play design. I don't question his mindset on, um, you know, as far as being that, um, being NFL coach. I don't question any of that. My questions come in decision-making and that's one of, that's one of my decisions. That's one of the decisions. If you, after seeing what happened last year, after seeing the way everything went down, why would you not have a capable backup? So if, if, if Trey is that backup, you've got to be game ready. He's one play away. you got to have him ready. It can't be a situation like last week afterwards where you're saying, well, he looks like a backup and, and um, you know, he looks like a rookie and he's doing all these things and we couldn't really run the offense uh, because we didn't have his packages in. None of those things can take place. He has to be ready to play. You can't have someone on your roster in position to play that's not ready to play. That goes back to the decision-making of the coaching staff. That's all I'm saying. That's not a knock on Trey. If, if Trey's not ready to play, you drafted him not ready to play. That's not Trey's fault. It's the same thing I always say about when people say a guy's a bust. There's no such thing. The, the, the player didn't bust. The, the team may have over-evaluated him and drafted him too soon, because that same player, if drafted, the player that you say is a bust in the first round, if he had been drafted in the fifth round and he performs at the level he's performing at, people would be like, okay, he's playing well. He's a starter. This guy was a fifth round starter and he's coming in and he's helping the team out. When you're the first round guy and it doesn't happen and, you, and you're not a great player like Armstead, everyone, like, he's a bust. No, he's not. He's a productive starter in the NFL. It's not his fault they decided to draft him where they drafted him. So that's what I'm saying. So going back to Trey, you've got to be ready to play 
if he's not ready to play, if you don't want to give him reps, if if and then you still need a second round. You need a backup quarterback that can play so you don't get into the situation that we saw the backups were in last year. Um, and that's what that's what I think you should have learned from last season. That's that's my only point on it. So it's it's it's, it's different than the Peyton Manning story. I understand when you have the one guy who's the polished guy and you want to have him ready. But because of the injury situation, as you were saying, you got to have the next guy. Yeah, so I think that's the thing that's sort of gone unnoticed here, right? Because Jimmy is an easy target, right? So every everything's Jimmy's fault. The fact that Trey even has to play now and he's not ready, like that's Jimmy's fault too, right? Like everything is, all, blame it all on Jimmy, right? Always, always. Always, always and forever. And so we're going to see here on Sunday it, it, it looks like, you know, what Trey is going to be capable of having, you know, a full week to prepare. Uh, Kyle talked about uh, Jimmy earlier in the week saying that, you know, he was better, but not better enough to be out there. And so it's trending towards Trey Lance making his first career start, which came obviously a whole lot sooner than many of us would have anticipated. Now, with that being said, how can this version of Trey look different than the one that was just thrown into the fire in the second half against Seattle uh, on, on Sunday? How, how can how can this version of Trey look different? Um, well, you would like to think he will have the reps. He should, you know, hopefully he'll feel more comfortable. The question is going to be, what are you going to do differently with him? I personally hope they don't run him, you know, 10, 12, 15 times um, because we call that a running back. And what happens to running backs? That's running his backs? skill. That, that's his skill set, Ed. I, no, no, his skill set being being mobile and being able to run is different than having him be a running quarterback. Because if you're a running quarterback in the NFL, you are going to get hurt. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is, you know, he's a running quarterback. Russell Wilson is a running quarterback. Steve Young was a running quarterback. Um, so all of these things come into play, but you can't just run him up the middle over and over and over. He is going to get hurt, period. Running backs in the NFL get hurt. They, they all get hurt. Every, everybody that plays running back gets hurt. And if you're running a guy, I mean, Raheem Mostert wasn't carrying the ball, more, you know, 10, 15 times a game without getting hurt. That, running back, that just happens. I mean, you got a thousand pounds falling on you. People don't realize that, man. A, a routine tackle between a routine run between the tackles. Everyone's like, oh, it's a three yard game. But on that three yard game, if you got two defensive linemen, a linebacker and a DB to fall on you, you got over a thousand pounds pressing you into the ground. That's every single play for a running back. Not to mention the, the physics involved in the actual hit that you take and how that jars your body. So I don't want Trey doing that. I, it's nice that he can extend the play. He can move around, get it, get it the the um, the Aaron Rodgers way, you know, move around in the pocket, be mobile, move around, but be looking down the field. So I expect him uh, to, to be more comfortable. He should understand the playbook. He may not understand all the nuances of the playbook, but he should have some recollection because he's been in the system long enough. But now during the week, it's about game planning. The playbook is what it is, and Kyle's job is to put in plays that, number one, attack the defense of the Cardinals and their weaknesses. Number two, that can accentuate the strengths of whoever's playing the position, because that's what you have to do. Once you get into the season, it's not what you meant to do. It's what you have to do that week. 
So I expect to see him more comfortable, and I expect to see Kyle have something in for him uh, to make him comfortable. Yeah, that, that's the thing about it, right? When when he after the game last week, Kyle was saying that you know the game plan wasn't necessarily for Trey; it was for Jimmy. And so, you know, this week, if if Trey's the guy the entire week, if he's getting all the reps in practice, obviously this game plan is going to be tailored around. Oh, Trey, so, you know, or no? Yeah. Well, you know what I was about to say. Does that mean? Does that mean that if if he's putting in a game plan this week, so that means Jimmy must be out because if he put in a a game plan. Wait, let me just, how do I put this? It sounds, that comment sounds like he has two separate types of individuals at the quarterback position. Yes. So he has to, he has the game plan for one or the other, which means if Trey, something happens to Trey, who's quarterbacking? Because Jimmy, whoever it is, the game plan ain't going to be for them. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so the other, the other guy can't do it. So that means Trey has to play this week. Well, and, and, and I don't mean anything. Ha- if, so if Trey is struggling with that game plan, then Jimmy can't play because the game plan won't be set for his skill sets, to, which makes no sense to me. That, I, I've always said that that makes no sense. It was always the thing that I said, if you had a running quarterback, then you got to have multiple running quarterbacks on your team. If your offense is set around that, then on uh, Baltimore, you got to have somebody else that you're not going to find another Lamar Jackson, but you got to have somebody that can do some similar things to Lamar Jackson backing him up, or you got to run a whole separate offense. And that's just way too hard for the, for the, not just for the quarterback, for the other 10 guys in the huddle. Well, I think that's the conversation, right? Because it appears that that's what's happening with with, well, that's with, what with the Niners offense right now. And that's what he said, right? That's what he. That's what he said. So you know, I've I've always said I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna listen to what he has to say. Well, you're fluent and, in coach speak. So I mean, what well, do you take from that? I, I just that can't be the case because it doesn't make sense for you to have him on your roster. That's why I say, why don't you have three quarterbacks? If he can't, if you can't put a game plan in for your starter that you say is the most polished, that he's not ready to compete against. If you can't put a game plan in for that, for your best quarterback, that the backup can actually execute if needed, then he can't be your backup. He can't play, which means you got to get someone else. And if that's the case, that's a horrible coaching decision. That's a horrible, horrible coaching decision. At any position, if I have anybody at any position that is one snap away from being on the field, and they can't execute the the play call, offense or defense, they're a liability. You are a liability to everybody if you can't do your job on a football team. You are obligated. When you step into the huddle, you are what about what about what I always told you? Obligation, commitment. That's all football cares about. You are obligated to do your damn job yeah. at the highest level when you walk into that huddle. You are obligated to me as a teammate to be able to do your job. Because, man, I got too much to do. I can't be worried about you doing your job. And I, I can't be worried about, it's, okay, so we got this game plan. I studied all this stuff. These are these are the things that can attack them. But we can't do that because you aren't prepared to do the job. We can't run these plays that 
can really help us win because you don't know what to do in those situations. That's a horrible coach. It's not a player's fault. That's a coaching decision. And if you have anybody on your roster, what did I tell you? If you can't play, you, if you can't play, I don't need you on the roster. If you're not good enough, I don't need you on the roster. If you don't know what you're doing, I can't put you on the field. So why would I put you in position to do that? So that's just that's so that's so back to the coach speak. That was great for after the game. Things didn't work out. Trey's out there. I I get it. He's going to he, maybe he was still trying to figure out what he wanted to do, uh, but I don't think that's the case. You wouldn't bring him here. You wouldn't have him here if you weren't expecting him to run your offense. And there's no way you've had him here all this time and he hasn't been practicing the offense. You don't have two separate offenses that you're running. There's no way. So that was coach speak. Yeah. I hope. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, right? But it certainly looks that way. Or at least it did on Sunday. Like once Trey started the second half, it looked like Kyle was more or less grasping for straws in terms of play calls to make for his young quarterback. Uh, that's because, well, I don't know if that was the case. If, was he grasping for straws for because he was trying to do something for the young quarterback or was his game plan against um, Pete Carroll's defense just not working? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, I, well, there probably could be something to that, but then you throw, you take Jimmy out of the equation and now the game plan is blown up, right? Um, yeah, so isn't it much easier to say my rookie quarterback didn't know what to do as opposed to saying that my game plan wasn't working? It's a, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just, I'm just giving you something to ponder. That's all I'm saying. No, I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, like, those play calls that were being made, right? Those were Trey specific. A lot of them were, right? The design runs and things of that nature, right? Those are all yeah. Trey play calls. Like, he's not gonna run those if Jimmy's in there. No, and, he's and not. so and so I think from that standpoint, it's like, okay, what can I do to try to get something for him where he's going to be comfortable? That's what it looked like for me. Cause it looked it looked like like I see what you said, like first half, like that first drive was phenomenal, tremendous, right? And then after that, they didn't really have much else to show for it, right? There are a couple opportunities, but poor execution. And so you you end up going into the locker room at halftime tied up. And, and then second half, you don't have your starter. You got your rookie thrown in there. And so, I mean, maybe it's a combination of the two in a sense that that Pete was all on top of, you know, the game plan. It, it, it was pretty much blown up. But now you add a whole other dynamic in the fact that you got your rookie quarterback out there who's thrown into the fire getting real reps for the first time in his NFL career. Like, not just like, oh, here's a package trade. Yeah. We can do this. Like, these are real reps. Like, you're leading real drives here. Um, it could be a combination of the two. But I, I did – I just wanted to toss that out there. Just just lob it out that it, maybe it's not oh, all I caught it. about the – Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, not, maybe it's not all about the quarterback. Maybe it's not all about the fact that he that he couldn't run the offense. Because as I said, I, and that's why I just keep harping on that. That's a horrible coaching decision if you if you got your backup that can't run the offense. And I don't think Kyle is a horrible coach. I don't think John is a horrible GM. I don't. I can't see them sitting down saying that this is a, we're only going to carry two quarterbacks, and one of them can't run the offense. 
I just don't see that happening. You know, when the flip side of that is that we are concerned, the reason that backup quarterback is on the team is because of our concerns with the availability of the number one quarterback. Yeah. You, you see, you see, yeah. so, so saying that right there, I, I do, I think a lot of that is some, I, I think that is some coach speak. Um, if I had time to really break it down, uh, which I have had, that's why I threw it out there. So just saying. <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, coming to you now on YouTube as well. So uh, feel free to check us out there. We're uh, continue to remain located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. And feel okay, free to hit us up on social media. I'm at Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis, underscore, 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 underscore. Niners Cardinals taking place this Sunday. Cardinals, the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL. They came to L.A. and really manhandled the Rams. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Many people thought the Rams were going to be favored in that game. They were just coming off the big win against uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks the, the previous week. The defense looked great. The offense looked phenomenal. You know, Stafford was connecting with D-Jax and Cooper Cup and, and throwing it all over the field. Where is Robert Woods in this? I'm, I'm going on my Robert Woods tangent, my annual Robert Woods tangent. But for for some 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 way or another, he's got lost in this offense. That's neither here nor there. This is a 49ers podcast. But uh, Rams, look, Rams all of a sudden were the team to beat, and Stafford was the MVP of the league, right, after uh-huh. after that Bucks win. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to last uh, last Sunday, the Cardinals coming to town and they spanked them. Yep. Is is this the maturation? Like, are we seeing the maturation of of Cliff and 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 and, and Kyler? Um. Well, let's see. I, I will find out after they lose a couple. So they're going to lose. So once you lose, then we'll see. Because it, as you win, the confidence builds. So some when someone beats them, then we'll see what's happening. And and a lot of it will depend on how long before they lose a game how long do they go before they have to have uh, how big does that gorilla grow before you lose one because we saw it last if, year right they started yeah, the season yeah. five and two and then what happened the second half of the season yeah yeah so i mean so it's a question uh, I, so i can't say that they are there yet um it's one of those things all the time once i've seen you do it then i know i haven't seen them be able to um um, handle the success, to sustain winning, and the, and that mindset that it takes to do that. I haven't seen this group of guys do it yet, so I don't know. I know it's a, they're talented. We know that they're talented. They put their team together. You got the, you you have a lot of vets on that team that are there to win right now, um, and um, you know along with that young talent. So it's 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 a team that they put together to take advantage of the rules, um, the personnel, the draft picks they got at the quarterback position. Uh, you know what I mean? They're trying to give this guy the things that they need to run that offense. They want to run a fast break offense. So to run a fast break offense, you got to have some guys on the wings that can, you know, catch the ball and finish. <laughs> and that's what they put together, right? That's what, that's what they put together there. So, I, I mean, it's, what they did against the Rams, it, I don't think it was a fluke. 
Um, offensively, they have things together. This is another week where you got to expect them to score points. The Niners have to score points. You, 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 the days of winning football games, 14-7, you know, 10-14, they're over. Once upon a time, we used to feel as a defense, you're going to get two perfect drives. The guys, i.e. defense coordinators used to talk about it. We, we know the men on the other side in the, other, in the opposite uniform, they get paid too. They're professionals. They will have a drive where they put everything together. The Niners, first drive of the game. If they do everything correctly, they block it. They protect it. The spacing is where it needs to be. The timing is where it needs to be. There is nothing the defense can do but be there to make the tackle. There's, if, if everything is executed perfectly, because remember, offensively, they know where they're going. You have to react and respond to it on defense. So there's nothing you can do there. So once upon a time, it was like, you know they're going to have two perfect drives. You, you try, you, you know, and so you're looking at it. One first half, one second half, that's the mindset that you know they're going to have a perfect drive every series. You want to limit it to that. Now, you got to up that. That's three, maybe four, because there are things that you can do. The rules allow you to do things in the middle of the field that we could count on. We could count on knocking balls out of people's hands in the middle of the field. There was, you know what I mean? There were just different things that you could do. You could limit what teams can do. You can't do that now. Um, which is why everybody attacks the middle of the field. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is a segue right here. Every, why does Jimmy keep throwing the ball in the middle of the field? Well, because Kyle designed plays in the middle of the field. Why does Kyle continuously design plays in the middle of the field? Because that's the easiest throw for a quarterback. And the rules make it easier for his receivers to catch the ball. The, the rules in the middle of the field and the way things are, it, it limit you can't run through guys so it puts the offense in a better position not to mention I'm looking straight at you it's easier for a quarterback to see things straight in front of him as opposed to throwing things out on the edge other part of that if when balls get picked off in the middle of the field there's somebody there to tackle you start picking balls on the edge good night Irene See you. Foot race. Yeah, yeah it's a foot race yeah. and you and, and and normally the guys that, that just got the ball are one of the fastest people on the entire field. Yeah. When, when you when you look at this defense, and I mean they played well enough to win the game last week. You would imagine, right? Only giving up, they gave up two hundred thirty yards. Did they? Well, I, yeah, they did. You give up two hundred thirty yards. I feel like you should win that game, right? They, they, I, if I'm a defense, member of the defense, I feel like I should have won that game. Now, this is the thing I have to say about that. Okay, the defense played well I can but you can't ever I can't throw the they played well enough to win the game out there because they didn't win the game and some games some games unfortunately you can't let a team score you some some games you need to be out there and it's like okay we we're looking at this we don't have a chance if we let this team get more than 17 points I, I said it's so difficult to do and you can't plan on doing that every week but some games, it's like we, you just can't do it. It's like it's like the 2019 season when they were up in um in the rain playing um Washington. That was that you know what I mean. That's one of those games where you you just can't give up points. 
And, and you have days like that. And then there are other games, the New Orleans game, where you're giving, you know, they're handing it to you and your offense is like, okay, we might have to score 50 today. That's that's the ebb and flow of the game. And that's and that's the complimentary football. So they didn't play well enough to win because the offense, the offense went to bed. And because of that, defensively, yeah, you're mad, you're upset. I, dude, I, I remember in Carolina, we lost students. I know this in the Carolina part, but I, I still, I'm still mad about it. We, and I, there are reasons we were mad about it. I'm, I'm mad at my kicker because of what he said on the plane after losing. But we lost 9-6. We lost 9-6 to Atlanta. I hear you know how I feel about Atlanta. Uh, we lost to them 9-6 one year. And then I think the next year we lost to them like 10-7 in their, in their building. Like, I'm like, come give me something. Give me something, but it was, but we knew it was like one of those days we can't let them score because our offense isn't going to show up. So now I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna swing it back over to where we were. So, but and you can continue with your thought if you can remember it because I can't. Hits in the head. I can't remember it. But I know it's about. It was we were talking about. Um, oh, defense deserving to win the game, right? So deserving. Yeah. So it it was. I mean, you only give up 230 yards to Russ Wilson and company. Yeah. I feel like you. You've done your part, but yeah. you mentioned this on the pod earlier this week, and you brought it back now. Like that complimentary football, we have not seen that really from this team so far this year, and specifically from the defense. What's the bounce back like after you know a, a tough loss, really, against Seattle? You know, last week when you went out there and, and you you played against Russ about as well as you could play. The defense will be fine. They're gonna do what they do. That's why you, that's why you, they play defense. It's a different mindset for defensive players. Now we're just built differently. Defensive players are built differently. Um, offensive players, I mean, think about go all the way back to high school. You know, it, it, guys walking around in their jerseys and all of this stuff like that. That's 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 the mindset of the pro offensive player. You 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 like the attention. You like getting seen. You like the pats on the back. You like you like when you walk through the mall. Everybody know knows who you are. It's, it, and that's not every single player, but that's... So, so you're saying I will be an offensive player is what you're saying, right? <laughs> I, I, I actually think I, I got to see, like, conditioning coach, maybe. Um, <laughs> possibly. You, you, would be the, you would be the guy at practice that holds up the cards for the scout team. <laughs> you, you'd be that. And you'd be the, you'd be the get back coach on the sideline. <laughs> On the sideline, which is, you, that's which is actually the hardest job in football is to get back, coach. Come on, coach. Come on, coach. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Telling everybody to stay behind the line, you'd be the get back coach. That's what you'd be doing. I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's win. Now, what, was, what was I talking about? Man? That to me. What was I talking about? I had a point before you started talking about where you would be playing. All, off it, awesome you? offensive players love the attention. They're wired differently. Oh. You guys oh, are wired different right. on the defense side of the ball. So, so that's the thing. So, thank you. You got to see how he, he he does this all the time. So now you you actually see him. Now you can see it, right? But but it's but it's just, it's just a different mindset. So you know, like I say, you know, you guys want that pat on the back, but defensive guys just aren't wired that way to be good. Be a good defensive player. It's kind of about me just knowing you. I get to look at you. You get to look at me, and um. You know, if no one else knows, you know, I handed you your ass today. You know it. As long as you know, I kicked your ass. 
I'm good. That and that's that was my mindset. I it didn't matter what people thought about me, whether I was a good player or a bad player. The guys I played with and the guys I played against, they respected me. They to this day, when I see them, we're all cool because they knew the battles that we had from the top to the bottom, the Hall of Famers to the guys we got cut. That's that's the and that's the mindset of a defensive player. So um, them bouncing back. You know, they're the guys. Fred Warner's gonna be Fred Warner, and you know they're gonna. He, the guys are gonna do what they do and perform the way they perform because that's just their mindset. They don't. They don't carry. You don't carry the bad day into the next one. You actually don't carry the good day into the next one. You just expect it. You you do what you do. That's the it's, That's different in defense than offense. All right, we're gonna do a, a, a real thing or not. We're gonna bring it back, Evie. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So I, I, got, I got a three pack for you. Real thing or okay. not, I make a statement. You tell me if it's a real thing or not, and I rebuttal. Okay. Uh, first things first. Real thing or not, Niners offense has to score thirty points for a dub Sunday against the Cardinals. That's a real thing. That's that's a real thing. I'm just looking at even you. You just talked about the performance that the defense has had, um, and I don't think the defense has has had bad performances this entire season, but they've given up four touchdowns. How many times, you know, I mean, and that's the thing and, and playing and the way Arizona is playing, you know, so if they're averaging four, they're like one, two, three, four, five, may come <laughs> this week. So you're going to have to give me 30. I think real thing. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with that real thing. Uh, this Cardinals offense is potent and we've, we've seen that. Uh, they, they scored, they beat the Rams by three possessions on the road. They put up all, damn near 40 um, in SoFi. And so uh, I think that's definitely a real thing. I, if you go back to what happened last week against the Seahawks, Seahawks scored 28. You you put the number at 30. Niners didn't quite get there. I think 30 obviously is a number for them to get to uh, this week if, if they want to win this one and, and avoid losing their third in a row. Uh, real thing or not, <clears throat> E-Man, most important player on the defense Sunday. Real thing. Real thing. Um, because E-Man is going to be asked to do the tough duty. He's in that role now. He's the corner that, that they are going to expect to um, deal with the big guys. We saw that last week. I think he's, I think he's going to be fine. You know, I've, I've always said I just wanted to just see him to continue to develop. Uh, hopefully, you know, he can stay on the field consistently and do it. But the, the dude, he makes plays. He fights. He makes plays. So, yeah, he, he's it, it, against a passing team that we just talked about that can score quickly with all these veteran receivers that are really good and smart. Yes, I think I think that position in general is the most important. Yeah, Real I'm going I'm to go. I'm gonna go real thing, but just piggybacking off of you, maybe not so much E-Man, but the guy opposite E-Man, right? Whoever that's gonna be, whether that's Kirkpatrick, whether that's Diama, whoever it is that's over there. It looks like Norman may not be able to go. Um, whoever that is, I, I think that guy is going to have to perform. Like E-Man, obviously, is gonna have to step up and be, you know, the number one guy. And and so far this season, he's shown that at times. Um, but. Who who's that other guy on the other corner? You know he's going to he's going to have to play well, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to go with that guy. 
Um, I think Summer agrees. She, <laughs> I was wondering when Summer was going to make her appearance. She, okay. she, is, <laughs> she, is, she is up there going ham right now. Um, all right, uh, three pack, three pack a real thing or not. Uh, last one for you, Ed. If Trey Lance starts, mm-hmm. he will be the start of the rest of the season. Real thing or not? Not if Jimmy is actually hurt. That's what I said. If if Jimmy if Jimmy is hurt, um, then he, he can't play. If he's injured, he can't get on the field. He can't play. If Jimmy is healthy enough to get on the field, then he will not be the starter. So I'm I'm going to say not because Jimmy hasn't been practicing at all, which leads me to believe that he is actually injured. So it's not Jimmy's not dead yet. So that's not. It pains me, Ed. It pains me to say this, but uh, I'm gonna go real thing because, and I I think it's the worst possible scenario that could have happened for the Niners so far this season. At, just at, at looking looking at looking at how this whole thing has developed, right? You draft a quarterback. Obviously, you move up to draft a quarterback. By all intents and purposes, everybody thought that Trey was more of a project than any of the other quarterbacks that were deemed you know, top tier in this most recent draft. So you move up to get him. So obviously he's he's your franchise guy. He's going to be your franchise guy. But he's just not ready to step in and be that guy right now. And you have a team that is ready to contend right now. So obviously you want the vet back there under center. This is the reason why going back prior to the start of the season, I, I was totally against Kyle playing Trey like at all like even a package here even a package there this that or the other because no one was going to benefit from that maybe Trey a little bit but really there was more to lose from that than there was to gain in my opinion now Trey goes out here and I don't even think the Niners have to win like if Trey just plays well if he has something similar to a performance similar to what say Justin Fields showed last week I think that's it I think that's it for Jimmy Oh, you're saying uh, okay, okay. So you said not. I'm gonna let you finish this up, and then I'll then we'll circle back. Yeah, I don't so even think really, I, don't, I don't even think he has to win. Like I think if he just plays okay. well, well, I'm just I'm just letting you finish up real thing. Or I'm not. done. I don't want to. That, that was real thing. Game. That was real thing or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'll, now I'll circle back. I didn't. I, I wanted to let you finish. I'm you know. I, I, pre- I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're producing and everything. So now. Um, I, you know, we had this discussion way back when. Don't let him play. Don't let him play because you're opening up a can of worms. You you got everybody saying that, okay, that, that was a flash, so we need more flashes. We need more flashes. This is, and my entire, the entire time, everyone who's been listening, now watching, um, it, it, I have always said, if he's not ready to go, and when you, you have a chance, you just, this is a team that could contend and I know where they are right now, and everybody's freaking out. But at the end of the day, you know what? You're two games out of first place in your division. And you're getting ready to play the team that's in first place. It's, you got 13. You have an entire season of football left. And other teams will have injuries. Other teams will lose in situations that they don't expect to lose in. Um, I mean, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals aren't about to run the table. And you get to play all of those teams. But you put the quarterback in a situation by you drafted a guy 
Um, you tried, you, you fed these things about Stafford, how you wanted to get him. You're playing the other quarterback. And if you're saying he's not ready to play, keep him off the field because now all the questions are going to pop up. When is, when will he be ready? And how much more is he going to play? And then what's happening? And when he gets on the field, as you just said, you're right. No matter what he does, no matter what he does, because he's, he's a good ball player. He's not going to go out there and just completely screw up. I don't expect him to do that. The question is going to be, do you just flip over to him? And you can. I hope you don't, because if you do, the message, me as a player in this locker room, the message that you've told me, and I know a lot of people watching this and listening, you guys are going to say, well, not necessarily. Um, as a veteran player, as a guy on that team that understands what it takes to win, that understands what I had to do, if I was a part of that team that made it to the Super Bowl and played those playoff games and know what has to happen moving forward. To put a guy in that a week ago, you I heard you say, coach, in front of everybody that he couldn't even run the offense. Um, now he's going to be my starter. And I've been hearing you tell everybody that the other guy is better. You quit. So you just quit on the season. You you just told me that it's more important for, for you and him to prepare for tomorrow than for you to take care of my today. And I don't know if I like that. I'm gonna do I gotta do my job, but trust me, that does make me feel some kind of way. Cause that's what you just told me. When you start playing a guy that you you convinced me the other guy was better. And I haven't seen anything from the guy to show me that he's better. So that's the issue that you that you put yourself in when when I'm sitting here like I'm trying to win a championship this year. I'm two and two. Yeah, we played an ugly game or whatever. I gave you some reason behind that. It's not just all Jimmy. A lot of that is game plan and coaching and decision making like like i said you you know that that so so that's that's my whole thing that's my whole thing if you if you do that um it can't be because he didn't you you say well he, he doesn't have to win yes he does he has to play well and he has to win and i need to see it again before i'm like okay that's the dude because if not, you you just you're telling me you're telling me you're giving up on this year. We got a chance to win, man. I don't know if I'm gonna be here next season, two years from now. You got a six year guaranteed contract, not me. Just my thoughts. Yeah, I I think I mean from from the player's perspective, obviously that that you just gave I. I feel that like one hundred percent, and just being here just as a supporter of this team, like. I feel that like I don't nothing that I've seen and and don't take this the wrong way like I'm not a Trey hey like I hope Trey is the next next great quarterback in the NFL and there's 15 20 years of sustained success with him in the colors but that said there's nothing that I've seen so far from him going back to the preseason going through these packages even going to his extended reps in the second half last week there's nothing that I've seen that has told me that he's ready to be a starting quarterback in this league right now like quarterback in the NFL is hard yeah, yeah. well can I, hard. can I yeah 
Yeah, it is. It is. Can I, you can, playing in the NFL, period, is hard. But quarterbacking is ridiculous. Qu- quarterbacking is the most difficult job in sports. It's, it's, it's the absolute hardest position to play in professional sports, bar none. It, it's, it's the hardest thing to do um, as far as playing a position. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Not a golf ball, a baseball. That's the hardest thing to do. But playing the quarterback position is the hardest position to play. Now, with all of that being said, Trey, I'm with you. I want Trey to play well. I want Trey to do well. I, every, You guys know how I feel about this team. It's not even a question of where, where my loyalty lies. I want him to do well because that's good for all things Niners. That makes me happy when we win. I like it. But all I'm saying, don't – if one thing – if there's too much season to go for you to say, that's it, let's do it. Let's do it. Down the road – if things aren't if, if if you're sitting at 500 halfway through and you're saying, OK, I got to change something because this has been the offense and it's just it's stagnant and we got to do something. OK, I don't know if I at, at 500 the first month you know of the season, I don't know if that's time to say we don't have a shot because, like I said, there is nothing right now that is preventing this team from going to the Super Bowl. There, there's nothing that says that this team can't win its division. There's nothing that says the team can't be, you know, the number one seed. There's nothing that says those things right now. So it's too early to make that to make that um, firm decision to flip things over. Because once you do it, you can't go back. Yeah, and that and that's my thing, and that's sort of how I've come to this conclusion: the sense that it's, it's. You have your perspective, obviously, as a player in that locker room, but the front office ownership, they have their own perspective, right? And so, like you said, like there's no going back once you once you decide to make this move. And I feel like they are inching towards that point of no return uh, from, from that standpoint. And just looking at the business of the NFL, like I... I've just seen this happen so many times, too many times. And for me to be naive and say that it won't happen here, I, I just can't, you know? Like, I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't. And, and so for that reason, I feel like we, we may have gotten to that point. Well, well, you know what? I'm fine. Like I said, if he comes in and he plays well, he balls out, hey, let him learn. Because if he comes in and he balls out next week, uh, uh, this week, I, I don't expect him to come in and just, you know, like that. that's it. That's who he is. And he, he's going to have a string of games where he does that. He's going to have to learn some things. Gonna be ups and downs. Is, he's a rookie. He's going to have his ups and downs. The, the NFL is hard on rookies. It's hard at every position. It's hard on rookies. So we know that there's, there's going to be a lot for him to learn. Now, with all of that being said and with that going on, um, he comes in and he plays well. And you're like, you know what? We just got to – we got to light it up because this guy does add – a dimension because I, I personally after I was asked you know and I said this on the last spot I was asked to grade him and I said incomplete I gotta sit let him let him get a, a game plan under his belt let him sit there and, and and understand the intent have those conversations with the play caller like what what should I be looking at and why am I doing this and why am I staying on this read and why don't I throw this here and and um and, and, and understand what should happen. I got a tweet today from someone talking about, um, you know, it can't be on Kyle because 
Doesn't every play have a deep route involve a deep option and Jimmy just doesn't throw it? And I told him, and I said, you got to understand, and paraphrasing, but I, I told him, you got to understand, a lot of the time, those are just ghost routes to hold the defense, to clear to clear out an area. Because offense is about spacing and numbers. You're trying to get three on two, two on one. Um, you're, try, you're trying to clear out a void so that someone can cross in behind that. That's what they're doing. It's a, it's a chess match to move the pieces into certain places. And, and I told him just because that route is called doesn't mean that's the intent of the play or that the quarterback is even looking at it. Like, he, like he's literally not even looking at that route uh, to see if the corner fell down because his coach has told him, I want you to, this is going to happen, but you, you're checking out that backer and that safety because that's the person that's going to prevent you from making this play. And those things have to happen. Trey's got to get all of that in himself and, and not just try to wing the ball a, you know, a thousand times, which everyone wants to see. I pointed out to some, I, and this, this is what I told the guy, I ended it with this. I said, Patrick Mahomes averages, it seems like he throws the ball deep every play, right? He averages, every play, every play. He's going downfield. It's him and Tariq Hill, every play. He averages five deep balls a game. Yeah, I don't think they heard he, you in the back, E.D. One more time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, he, he, he averages five deep balls a game. So every, everybody thinks that he, he just chucks the ball down. They throw the ball 40 times a game, and he throws it 35 times deep down the field. No, are, are they running deep every play? Yes, but that's not the design of the offense for him to throw it deep every play. And that's what you got to understand. So, uh, but, but I'm excited to see Trey do this. It seems like he will be playing. Um, we still got one more day because I, I remember seasons that I didn't practice at all. I would, uh, you know, when I had, I, had, I had to have double hernia surgery. And I had to take a needle right in my groin every. Oh, oh! I had to take a needle right between my my um my uh, what is that pubis bones? I had to take a needle there to play, um, but I didn't I didn't practice at all. I would only do red zone on Fridays and then take my needle and play. So you guys don't don't say I didn't I didn't love you guys and didn't play for you because that that was that was that hurt. That, that, that's, a, that's, why was, that's why I'm that's why I'm the get back coach. That, that's why I'm the yeah. get back coach. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, that, that needle was a nail, man. It was about that long. And and I'm telling you, it looked like a like a carpenter's nail. And I used to sit there every time, just like and I every 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 Sunday when I took that needle, I'd stand there, I'd be standing there just like don't you ever say you don't love football, man. <laughs> coach, get back. Know. Get back, coach. I can't have you over there, coach. Get back. Get back. And, and can I and the worst thing was when it wore off at night, bro. About two in the morning. Oh man. Man. Because it literally it literally felt like I, I felt like a wishbone, man. Like I was gonna split in two. Like it, Cause it got so bad, it was like pulled all up, like all up into my abs. My abs had torn and everything, and it, and I literally would feel like, like I'd asleep on my back, and then you know all the all the numbness would wear off, and the pain would just hit you, and, and it would feel like my leg was just gonna fall over and fall off the bed and just rip apart. I I, I truly felt like, like I said, like someone just grabbed my legs and was just, just cracking it like a wishbone. But anyway, back to the guys that are playing now. Um, 
yeah, so I I, I want to see him. I, I want to see him get out there with the game plan, and I and that's how we can start to see what he's going to do. He makes some big plays. He balls out. They win. Um, then you start to question it. Uh, like I said before, if he was, if Jimmy's healthy and he doesn't start, then it's over. They've already made their decision. It's over. I, I've already there's no quarterback comes back from being benched for play. You don't, you just may, don't. Maybe maybe this maybe they didn't have a back they don't have a backup quarterback because maybe this was the plan the whole time right I mean who, who who's to say um this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe Podcast Network he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis I'm Rashawn Haylock time now for Ed's keys Ed's keys to the game uh, Niners taking on the Cardinals coming up this Sunday offensive keys defensive keys Ed what you got uh, well. Well, we've already talked about him throughout this one. I mean, offensively, you got to figure out a way to score some points. Um, Trey is going to work hard. Uh, I saw some stuff that Steve Young was talking about, and you know how how he just sees how the guys fights and, and how he's going to try to make plays. I agree with all of that, but I need Shanahan to give him some easy ones too. Um, I, you got to be better offensively. The, the game plan. Um, we we can't come back this week and say that you had a game plan that he wasn't prepared for. So. Uh, Got to get, got to get into the, got to get into the end zone. Offensively, find ways. I'm, and I'm not going to go here and, and nitpick about little things. Just find ways to get the ball into the uh, the offense a minimum of four times. You get to get the offense in the end zone a minimum of four times because you're looking at an offensive team flipping over to the defense. You're looking at an offensive team for the Cardinals that seems to be scoring with ease. Um, yes, you can stop them. Uh, but it, it's it's not some of the machines we've seen some offenses have in the past, like the, the Niners offenses back in the day or the, the the greatest, you know, thing on turf or whatever they call that nonsense that they had back there. But the Rams, but that was a good offense, but we still beat them up. My bad Carolina teams used to beat them up. So we used to beat them up. You know, we, we knew we weren't going to the playoffs. We were like, you know what? You're going to leave your bruise. <laughs> but <laughs> so but uh, but off but offensively this is i mean defensively your demarco is going to have to find ways to rely on e-man and his consistency is he going to be that guy we've seen him be and make the plays in the big moments um and find ways to help out the other guys you got to have one corner that you can count on. And E-Man, if he's becoming that one or you're putting him in that one role, he has to hold it down. Find ways to try and cap this defense and not allow them to just run up the score because offensively you don't look like you have an opportunity with your offense to run up the score that way. You haven't seen it yet, so don't expect it. This is one of those games where you take you pack your pack your defense Special teams that you've been on all year, I'm with you. They have to show up this game. This is a game that you need a special teams play. You need something to energize your colors to get them moving. So I think it's it's, it's important for teams to play well and the defense to try to limit the big plays and, and and make them have to earn it. If they can run it and earn it and not be a fast break offense, I think that'll be a win and give the, and give this team an opportunity to win this game. A lot of the prognosticators prior to the start of the season, those are ED's keys, by the way. A lot of the prognosticators prior to the start of the season 
kind of pointed to the Niners' bye. Uh, bye in week six. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the bye, Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback going forward. Uh, so you got the Cardinals coming up Sunday, 125. That'll be over on Fox. Niners will head into a bye. They'll come out of the bye Sunday night football against the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe maybe it's set up this way. I I, I don't know. We we shall see. But uh, certainly, um, you gotta, know what, man? You got to get a win. At the bye, I I they're still on track. I at the bye, I was like four and two. Um, it would be great. I think they had a chance to be five and one. Um, but I also said. Uh, looking at their schedule, the way things were set up, I was like, they could easily be one and five. You said that. Starting with two games on the road, and then I was like, Green Bay, I was like, they could easily lose their first three games. Um, So, right now, they're in the thick of things, where I mean, they can be four and two, three and three, at the bye, still with a bunch of... Three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Yes, so they they could be three and two there at the time. So, all good if that happens. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, but let's just see. Let's just see how it goes down. Yeah, after this one, Niners either be a game over or a game under 500. So, uh, 1.25 p.m. on Fox local time to be Niners and the Cardinals, the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Niners traveling down to the desert to take on them. Um, Looks like it could be Trey Lance's uh, first career start. So, we we all will be – tuned in to that and, and keenly yep. watching to see how how the Rick performs if in fact that's the way that it goes we wanted to continue to encourage you and remind you to download subscribe rate and review We're located wherever you find your podcast you can still find us on whatever your favorite podcast subscription service is uh, we just added the whole YouTube function so you can see us on YouTube but you can still listen to us audio only if you're in the car you're on a walk you're at the gym however you consume uh, that option is still available for you but we are, are also here on YouTube as well hit us up on social media I'm at our Haylock on Twitter he is at underscore Eric Davis underscore and on Instagram Matt Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. So from a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers Podcast on the Lead Podcast Network. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.